0: This is episode number 31 of the Rosie Report, regular season roundup, weekend recap edition, and we come to you today from the shores of the San Diego Bay as the Guardians have come out west to take on the Padres, beginning a road trip tomorrow night. Here in San Diego, Jim Rosenhouse along with you, great to have you with us as we recap the weekend and what a weekend it was for the Guardians as they take two out of three from the defending world champion Houston Astros, including sunday 's five nothing victory behind the strong pitching for seven innings of Shane Bieber and then the bullpen and some timely hitting home runs from Andre Jimenez and Josh Bell. Good show lined up for you today. We'll hear from Shane Bieber after his start, also from Josh Bell, who suddenly has uh, caught fire here along with so many others in that lineup for the Guardians. And we will also visit with Matt Foreman, who's the assistant general manager, and talk to him about some of the challenges Presented by a 14-inning game that was played on Friday night, a win for the Guardians, but one of the longer games that has been played in Major League Baseball since the advent of the new extra inning rules where a runner starts at second base in the extra innings. Usually those are done in one or maybe two extra innings, but this one went to the 14th on Friday night before the Guardians won it in dramatic fashion. 10-9. 10-9. to 9. So that was uh, one of the most exciting games in any regular season in quite some time and, and part of a, a really good weekend. So we'll talk to Matt about that in just a little bit. But first, a look back at yesterday. As we mentioned, Shane Bieber, just terrific with nine strikeouts and uh, seven scoreless innings. And it's been a, a real solid season for Bieber as uh, most of his starts, very consistent. And that was the case again yesterday. And after the game, he talked about it, explaining... When things really clicked in for him in his start
1: on Sunday. A feeling that, you know, I've been looking for, um, from out and outing and was able to find it somewhere around like the third or fourth. And, um, it's probably a combination of things, but ultimately just getting ahead of hitters, mixing pitches, throwing everything for strikes and trusting Cam back there. He did a phenomenal job. And, um, defense and then offense to be able to put up runs early is, uh, it's a, big, big thing for uh, myself and, and other starting pitchers to be able to get a lead early um, and to try and fall into a rhythm, so um, definitely a lot to take from the outing today uh, moving forward. Can you
2: expand on that a little bit, Shane? I know you try to pitch great every time out, but when you do have uh, runs on the board, um, what what kind of difference might that make?
1: Um... It's just like a little bit of cushion, a little bit of comfort. Uh, When you're able to get uh, ahead of hitters consistently and and put them away with two strikes, uh, having a lead on the scoreboard, um, it it, it allows you to be the aggressor. Uh, And most of the time, offenses, you're trying to do that to pitchers. Um, When you're able to kind of turn the tables like that, um, things kind of start to fall your way. So that's kind of where we found ourselves today and to be able to hand the ball off to the guys that, uh, that we did to, to finish the game off. You obviously have that in the back of your mind. Um It's just multiple levels of, of comfort uh, in terms of competing. And uh I thought we were able to do that as, as a team today. It was a, it was a good team ball game. I felt like for a while pitching staff, like the starters would be really good in the offenses circle that it would switch and like, does it feel now like you guys are starting to kind of get everything synced up and play the way you guys feel you can play? I think so. I think um, offense is gaining momentum. I think they're gaining confidence. I think we're gaining confidence in all facets. So um, it would be a great time uh, for starters uh, in the bullpen to uh, to take that next step. And it seems like that's what we've, uh, you know, started to do over the last couple of series so. Um, it is important, and when you kind kind of like feel that momentum shift, that energy, it's it's important to to capture it and and, and run with it. So, um, yeah, I think so. I think we're playing good Cleveland baseball right now. Houston's
2: such an aggressive team, especially early in the count. Is a guy that has that ability to really mix it up. Do you feel like that kind of gives you a little bit of an advantage when they're Getting after it or
1: we counts where they do. Potentially. I think uh ultimately it comes down to execution. Um first pitch of the game today was a cutter. Uh Dubon, I think, went three for three swing at first pitch of the game. So um got a first pitch out. That was big. But to be able to establish um strike one with multiple pitches kind of uh we noticed put them on their, their heels a little bit more more so than they're used to uh, today. So, like I said, it was big. Cam called a phenomenal game, um, as he usually does, and, and, and same with Z, and they did the work to prepare for um, these last three games, and it was a big series win.
0: Boy, Shane has a, a way of a breaking down and outing and just talking baseball, and it's fun to listen to him after each start. Whether it goes well, which it does most of the time, or in, even when he struggles, usually some really good explanations on what's going on out there from the former Cy Young Award winner who's having another outstanding season for Cleveland. At the plate, Josh Bell, part of a two-home run attack along with Andre Jimenez that led to that 5-0 victory over Houston on Sunday. And since returning from paternity leave last week, the birth of the Bell's second child had him away from the team for a little bit. He's been red hot at the plate. And hit another home run yesterday, and that's continued a real good stretch not only for him but also for the team, as he explained after the game
2: um sort of pinpoint one thing um seems like nails has been locked in for a couple of months now um Jose's finally getting the ball to go over the over the wall, and it seems like the first couple of months uh he's flying out to the warning track a ton um you know maybe it's the weather he up, maybe it's us you know. We all probably have 200 at-bats underneath our belts now, so pitchers are starting to look the same, kind of group different guys together and start seeing the same pitches. Um, but if I had to pick one thing, I, I don't think I could say anything on that.
3: But how about for you personally? You, you're starting to hit the ball well. I think
4: you are a triple short of the cycle today.
2: Yeah, um, you know, t- today felt really good. Uh, last couple of days, um, just watching a ton of video with Val and, and Espo and trying to do a deep dive on – you know, what's going on right now because the ball flying in the cage and, and batting practice has been great. I've been driving the ball to all fields, but hasn't really been shown up in the game. So, um, you know, found some things, worked on some things today. Um, it was awesome to see the results there, staying through a couple of change-ups and, you know, getting the head out and pulling a, a fastball. I haven't really done that this year. So, um, you know, I think I'm in a better position now to hit um, and, and hopefully I'll have more success going forward.
4: How impressive
2: is it to watch Beaver when he walks in like that? Yeah, um, you know, I've seen it for from afar um the last few years. Um when he's on like that, all of his pitches, um, he hides the ball really well. So it seems like, you know, people are guessing up there. You gotta guess one of four or five pitches. Um a lot of swing and miss, a lot of foul balls. Um and he, he really doesn't make mistakes over the heart. He's he's kind of painting up there, so when he's locked in like that, I don't know how many strikeouts he had. Nine. Um, you know, it's it's definitely fun to watch, fun to play behind. Um, and when you go up early, you kind of
0: just uh, let him do his work. So it's, it's definitely fun to watch. That's Josh Bell, who's uh, really going well, and, and part of a lineup that's getting deeper and deeper here as we go, as more and more hitters are starting to find their groove here in the month of June. After the game, Terry Francona weighed in on a lot of subjects, including his starting pitcher, Shane Bieber.
4: You know, they're such an aggressive, we t- you know, first pitch swinging team. And he has that cutter that he can use or he can make it bigger into the slider. And he commanded his fastball up in the zone when he, by by design. I thought he pitched really, really well. How's Andres? Um, I think okay. I mean, the grand scheme of things, okay. We, we got tomorrow off, obviously. He's going to have to show up Tuesday and be raring to go, but I don't think it would be much more than that if it is.
2: Was there a play where it happened? Or...
4: I think it was on the ball he hit the center field. Um, when he got towards second, he just kind of felt a cramp. And, you know, it There wasn't a whole lot of time in between innings to look at him. So they waited till the next inning and. I think the trainers just thought it would make sense to not have him go after a ball like he can and hurt himself.
2: Have you seen Josh Gulbs swinging better? Not just today, but has he been swinging the bat better lately? Team
4: um, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I mean, today was obviously really good. You know, he whacked that ball to for the home run. He turned on the ball for the double. Um, you know, he's one of the best teammates you're ever gonna see. So it's fun to watch how people our guys react to him when he does have success. Thanks to do, do that with are having a day off. Yeah, that's that and that's and I probably have to tell myself that more because it's hard to do that. You know, you look at that lineup without him, it's like, whoa. But we can win. We did it the last year in LA. Just, and it'll be really good for him.
2: It's great you guys, so have had 10 or more hits, and you've been doing that quite a bit here at recent weeks. Can you just feel this offense and the patience kind of paying off?
4: Well, I hope so. I think that's the reason you're patient, because if you're not, that doesn't really help. But it's still fluid. I mean, I always feel that way, too. You know, right when you think you got it figured out, you probably don't. So just play today's game. Tomorrow we'll watch the basketball game, and then we'll see what we can do on Tuesday.
3: You know, Josh, you referenced this before. Shane rarely makes mistakes over the heart of the fight. fair to say. Is he a better pitcher now
4: than he's ever been? I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think he's uh, he certainly kind of remade himself, and I think he continues to maybe try. He sets the bar so high. I think sometimes he might be too tough on himself. Um, I think he's getting to a point, though, where he's comfortable, certainly in his skin, and like with what he's pitching with and just going out there and competing. And, and he's not hurt, and I think he's in a pretty good place.
0: Here's manager Terry Francona, and uh, obviously a lot to get to uh, after yesterday's game, so uh, great to hear from Bieber, Bell, and Tito talking about... Uh, not only yesterday's game, but things that are going very well for this ball club as they continue to hang around in the American League Central and stay relevant in a division that certainly appears winnable once again for the Guardians. Matt Foreman is the assistant general manager, and he, along with President of Baseball Operations Chris Antonetti and General Manager Mike Chernoff were extremely busy after the 14-inning contest on Friday night. They had to make some moves to get some fresh arms in town for the remainder of the weekend. And we talked to Matt about that and uh, the game itself on Friday night as uh, it was a wild one, a 10-9, 14-inning win for the Guardians.
3: Yeah, we certainly. Uh, <laughs> it's hard not to enjoy the game as a fan when when uh, the crowd's into it the way that it was. There was such good back and forth. Um, there were so many layers to that game. You know, thinking back to it, it's it's hard to remember each of the different sequences of times when you know the Astros took the lead and, and the Guardians came back. You know,
0: five separate times. Uh, certainly enjoy, enjoyable in that manner. And I know one of the things that develops in a game like that heavy bullpen usage, and there is a player move. Tom will cover it with Tito in a little more detail, but Tim Heron is back to help out the bullpen, and James Karinchek was optioned down to A Columbus, and uh, they'll get into the particulars about that, but from your perspective, it, you're watching this game develop, and you're seeing how the bullpen is being used. When do the wheels start turning that you might na- need to make a move after the game or prior to today's game? Yeah, good, good question. I think um, going into last night's game,
3: we certainly didn't have any plans to make a a move um, you know after the after the game concluded. I think in any game we start to uh, you know we have an, an idea of availability for the next day based upon what's happened for the last several days. Um, we follow the game live as it's unfolding to have a sense for you know how deep in the game is our starter going to go, how um, how many relievers are we going to use, which ones, uh, What what is their workload in that game and again how has it looked over the last several days to forecast availability moving forward. And, um, you know, typically those conversations start, uh, start or uh, at least the thoughts cross our minds as the starter is coming out of the game. Um, I wouldn't say on a, on a nightly basis, um, but certainly as the game gets deeper and deeper and eventually unfolds to 14 innings, those conversations are, are ongoing.
0: And how readily available or how prepared are you that to know who's available at the AAA level that, that might be able to help you at a moment's notice. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big part of the equation too. You know,
3: tracking the availability of each of the the players in uh, or with Columbus, knowing what their pitching plan has been or would be to, to figure out if they'd be you know an option in the major leagues. Um, you know, certainly the the circumstances dictate the type of move that we might need to make. Um, so is it a starter is it, is it a reliever is it a long reliever um, who's the opponent we're facing
0: those are all factors that would play into into our calculus a lot going on last night as fans could see on the field but also behind the scenes stay with us we'll have more with matt Foreman after this short break welcome back to guardians warm-up matt Foreman's joining us he's the assistant general manager for the guardians and matt we like to take a look at a, a player every once in a while at, and their background how they got here will brennan's on a, a real nice stretch at the plate and, and we're seeing some of the things that that he's done at the minor league level now translate to the major league level uh, he's drafted back in 2019 eighth round so not necessarily a, but way up near the top but but certainly a solid pick out of kansas state uh, what immediately stood out to you about him that that projected that this could happen for him
3: yeah, well, I think a lot of the things that you see now about Will were were qualities that he had then. Um, he certainly uh, developed each of those strengths and and um, has continued to get better and better in his time in our organization. But he had really advanced feel for the strike zone, um, great contact, contact skills. Um, you know, he's a he's a savvy baseball player with good baseball IQ. Um, you know, he could play multiple positions in the outfield. You know, a little bit of center field plus the corners. Um, actually played a little bit of first base while he was at Kansas State too and and spent some time in their weekend rotation as a as a pitcher so really well-rounded baseball player and, and one of the things that has always stood out about will both you know both dating back to when we first uh, selected him in the draft and his time in the organization is just um, his work quality his diligence his attention to improvement you know he's really um, taken advantage of every resource that that um, he's had around him to continue developing and that still um, you know stands
0: out today. And you mentioned he, part of their rotation pitching wise uh, over the weekend during conference play there's a real good chance he's not listening to this interview. How good a prospect pitching wise was he? I think he was a legitimate prospect as a, as a pitcher. I mean
3: we had scouting reports on him both as a position player and a, and a pitcher. Um, you know certainly th- thought that his future was was better on the position player side but but he more than held his own as a as a you know weekend member of the rotation in the big 12. Matt
0: thanks a lot for the visit appreciate it. Thanks so much Rosie. Always fun to visit with Matt Foreman and get his perspectives on uh, a lot of subjects including the the drafting of Will Brennan and his ascension into a regular spot in the outfield for Cleveland. Well that's going to do it for this edition of uh, the Rosie Report, episode number 31 in the books. Thanks so much for joining us, as always. And we'll catch you again next time. An off day on Monday for the Guardians. They're back in action on Tuesday night. And uh, radio coverage starting at 9.05 with the warm-up show. And uh, stay tuned to that one. We will visit with Jose Ramirez and talk to him about uh, an historic late week home run barrage for him and, and uh, some things that have happened on the all-time list in franchise history for Hosey. So that's coming up on the pregame show on uh, Tuesday night, but we'll also play that for you on a future podcast as well. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse, as always, thanking you for downloading and listening to The Rosie Report.